one way of formulating the problem of consciousness, if one can have a single problem of consciousness, it is why when certain neurons in the auditory cortex fire, you hear a violin, and when a group of very similar-looking neurons in the visual cortex or the temporal cortex fire, you get the, the experience of seeing a red balloon. Why do sight and sound seem so different? And one answer is that's just the way you process the information. I think that kind of observation demonstrates that we mustn't be too mystical about consciousness. There's some very clear physical and neural basis to consciousness. Um, the difficulty for me is trying to map what we understand about the possible neural basis with um, what we think we understand about the, the quality of the phenomenal experience. And I think trying to tie those very closely together is, is and remains difficult. Yes, if I can pick that up and, and the idea of the phenomenal experience, if I can paraphrase you slightly there, Angus, you almost seem to be saying that um, consciousness is something, a label we've learned to apply, and really all that's going on is we're analysing stimuli. Some things we can be shown to have analysed stimuli, um, but we don't know we have, it's unconscious, but we can prove that we did because it influences behaviour. Whereas in another circumstance, those same stimuli, we know we've done it. We're conscious of them. So intuitively, you can have consciousness or not, yet be analysing stimuli. Consciousness, then, you're saying, is associated with a certain levels of representation. That the lower levels of representation are unconscious, but that higher levels of representation, such as the representation of a red balloon, are conscious, whereas the representation of redness and balloonness might be unconscious. I think that's an important point. Um, it looks as if a, an awful lot of what consciousness has to do with is giving us, whatever giving us means, a, a big picture of our world where everything seems to be present and yet, of course, all the evidence is that the analysis is a rather piecemeal affair and, strictly speaking, we only have access to one rather small area of information at a time and you can show that changes slightly away from the centre of the focus of attention go completely unnoticed. Your consciousness is telling you that it's just the same as it's always been, but in fact, of course, it's altered. So consciousness can be uh, fooled, um, and it's a construction on the basis of rather small amount of information. Mm. I, I would also want to add that I think language is a huge amplifier of consciousness and that if we're looking for consciousness in animals, we might find less of it, not just because they've got often less brain than us, but also because they don't have language. Language does seem to um, allow one to represent things that are in the distant past or that have never happened and so on, and this must greatly increase the range of one's consciousness. Yes. It takes you back to your attribution argument in a sense that uh, obviously attribution can only take place in sort of linguistic uh, cultures, I suppose. And it seems to me that there is something absolutely right about the link between consciousness and language. Uh, our conscious experience is shaped by language. The language gives us the concepts in which we interpret our conscious experience. And, and often in the kind of cases Peter's referring to, we say that somebody is conscious of the thing because they can tell us about it. Yes. yes um, it's harder to distinguish between what's consciously, they're consciously aware of and things that they've uh, processed unconsciously when they do a button push. Yes. Yes, indeed. And, and Peter's example reminded me a little bit 
of uh, it was a more realistic example of the zombie thought experiment in a sense I think you were asking really what consciousness is for if you can do all this analytic work around your perceptions and so on without having to have consciousness then what does it do for us mm. we think it has an evolutionary advantage but uh, what is it mm. <laughs> what does it do 